Rachel Barenbaum, author of A Bend in the Stars. And today my guest is Rahul Reyna. He is the author of How to Kidnap the Rich. I loved this book. It was fantastic. I laughed. I cried. It was amazing and different from anything I've read in a very long time. Rahul, tell me, what is your book about? My book is set in modern Delhi, it's set in modern India, and it's about exam scams. So it's about a young man from a poor background who becomes an exam taker, becomes an exam double for kind of rich, indolent, lazy sons of India's elite. So he takes the exams for them, he gets paid a little bit of money, and they get the world opened up to them. They can enter into Indian universities, American universities, they get the top jobs with all the corporations, and that's how he makes his living. Unfortunately, he comes top in one of the exams. And when you come top, you get a lot of attention and you get a lot of money. So he decides to just join the ride and to make as much money as he can. Unfortunately, there are lots of problems. One small detail that I absolutely loved is that he's selling these packages, right? What kind of exam results do you want, right? He has different levels in the packages that you put together. Could you just talk about that for just a few seconds? Because it was so funny. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, you, you, you don't want to come too top. You don't want to kind of, you don't want to attract too much attention. But also, you know, do you want your kid to do very well in economics? Do you want them to go to Harvard? Do you want your kid to do well in arts? Do you want them to go to some sort of top fashion college in Europe? There's so many opportunities available to, you know, Indian people nowadays. And I just felt that was part of the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, a little bit of American can do almost kind of tailoring, tailoring your crookedness to your audience. Right. So while I was reading this book, a lot of time, the time I felt like I was in sort of a literature class because it was like, okay, so this book is about a guy who's a scammer, but it's really about, right? And then a couple of times I would say, it's about poor, the poverty or wealth? Like what, what was it? Even, you know, in the book, you asked that question. Um, it's about both things. You know, India is in a very weird historical moment right now where it's both the richest that it's ever been and it's, and it's also the poorest that it's ever been in the sense that there are people right at the top of society who are making a huge amount of money and just pulling away from everyone else. Whereas India used to be a relatively equal country. And now you have a situation where the poorest people in society are so much further than they ever used to be from the top of society, just because that top one or 2% have just pulled away and made money as, as how the world makes money. You know, they're rich in a global sense, which they never used to be. They used to be rich for India, but now they're rich on a par with everyone else in the world. And um, this other question that I had sort of as I was reading was, uh, I wanted to know, like, what is honesty, right? There's a very thin line between truth and lies. And what is real? Like, what is your answer to that? What's my answer to that? I, that's a great question. Uh, I think that, you know, especially for me in terms of fiction, you don't have to get the things, you don't have to get the details exactly right. What you should be aiming for is emotional truth. Um, for me, you know, I didn't exactly have to uh, have to describe how exam fraud goes on in India. What I felt was important was to do to capture, to capture what the country is really like. So for me, the line between truth and lies, it doesn't really exist. I'm a bit like my main character in that sense. I think that you can get a little bit of truth. Uh, uh, it can be the same as a lie and a little bit of the lie can be the same as the truth. I love that you said that it's like your character because that is, you know, the whole time I was thinking, what is the truth for Rudy, right? For your, for your protagonist, what is the truth? I mean, he's making the truth in a sense, even though it might not strictly be called the truth. <laughs> so, how, you know, I thought that was interesting. So tell me, what is your connection to Delhi? How often do you live there nowadays? Uh, I mean, I was 
I was born there, I was brought up there, and then my parents kind of decided, you know, we can make a little bit of a better life for ourselves if we move to England. So that's what we did. I kind of went back and forth between the two for a little while, and I spent a couple of months there every year, kind of just, you know, kind of doing stuff, staying with my family, you know, just, you know, just kind of keeping up with my contacts there in the business world. It's kind of, you know, I can go between the two. I can go between India and England. It's great fun. Yeah. So another aspect of the book that I enjoyed a lot was there are a lot of stereotypes, poking fun of them, using them, right, for various reasons. I had to ask you, like, what is your favorite stereotype? My favorite stereotype? Okay, sure. I, 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 okay, yeah. So it's like this, um, so like in Indian society nowadays, you have these slightly overly westernized Indians who sort of believe that on some level they are western and that they're better than other Indians because they have access to English, they've got the right accent, they've got the right education, they watch the right films and TV and stuff like that. So that's my favorite sort of stereotype of an Indian who just thinks that they're so much better than India just because their family's made a little bit of money in the last 10 or 15 years. And why did you choose to use so many stereotypes in the book? Because India is a country which at the same time as having all these stereotypes is a country that busts all of these stereotypes. And that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in a country which is changing hugely and has changed hugely in the last 20, 30 years, ever since it opened itself up to Western and American capitalism. That's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in this really, uh, in this really sort of hierarchical, closed off ancient civilization which has suddenly found itself in this whole big new world of globalization and yeah you've got stereotypes that get busted that get reinforced that get changed and how that changes over time that's what interests me I love that that it's fascinating and um, I think you also are asking in this book what is the cost of that change and for Rudy that is um, very physically right the cost of his finger we learn about that pretty early on so there are all kinds of symbols possibly built in there why did you choose to cut off his finger <laughs> it's uh you know uh, a little bit of violence uh, a little bit of bloodlust uh, you know uh, some of my editors told me you know you really have to amp up the kind of the, the loss of this physical finger because it'll make the audience really excited to read it and I was like okay fine if we have to do that yeah I just felt that you know um, for all of us in India today there is a psychological cost to being part of the you know the western world and having access to the western world I wanted to give you know the character just a physical cost as well it's something as simple as that that's powerful it's very powerful so what do you want your readers to take away from this book um, what I really wanted them to take away is that, you know, you can write about poverty and you can write about wealth in a way that's complicated. You can have characters who are complicated, who aren't one thing or the other. You know, poverty doesn't ennoble people. It doesn't make them better people. You can still have people who are poor, who are frankly, you know, a little bit psychopathic in my case or, or, or in the case of the characters in this book. Uh, what I wanted to do is to show people that, you know, the distance between India and the West or America is really not that big. It's it's stuff like watching elephants and car and sort of cattle on the roads that has convinced people that there's this huge separation between the two. But the people are really, really similar if you look at, you know, what they're like psychologically. Um, and I have a similar question. So I don't know, maybe this isn't going to land very well, but <laughs> I wanted to ask you anyway, like what kinds of questions do you want people asking you about this book and what you've presented here? Um, I want them to ask, you know, is India actually like that? Is it as corrupt? Are people on the make as much as you kind of make them seem? And yeah, they are a little bit, you know, like people have 
uh, people have asked me all sorts of questions like uh, how did you describe my country so well you know I've talked to people from uh, Brazil now from Nigeria from Indonesia the Philippines Singapore and Britain as well and America who are like how how is India so close to us because they felt that you know these sorts of scams and schemes going on at the top of society were just something that was going on in their country but no it goes across all over the world so that's what I want people to ask how come we're also similar. I think that to me, that's really important. It's a beautiful question. I mean, I'm in America and here we have the college admission scandal also going on, right? It's in the news all the time. So absolutely. You You know, when that broke in about March or April, 2019, my WhatsApps were deluged with all my Indian friends saying, look, they're exactly like us. They pretend they're so much better than us, but look, their Hollywood stars are on the same scams as ours are. They're trying to peddle kind of a privilege in the same way that people do in our society, you know, that sort of Ivy League standard that we hold ourselves up to as Indians, it isn't that great after all. And that's what I wanted to talk about. You know, we're in a hugely changing world. We're in a world where we can talk to each other so much more than we could before. Look, we're talking right now, which we couldn't even imagine last year. So that's what I wanted to talk about, these global conversations that are going on about wealth, privilege, power, poverty, all of those things. I love it. It's so inspirational. And I am hoping that you're going to be opening all of these conversations around the world because there are so many similarities and you really bring them out. It's why I love this book so much. So um, tell me, what kind of advice do you have for new writers? Um, I have one piece of advice, which is start at the beginning, finish at the end. You know, if you think there are any shortcuts, there aren't. You just have to write every single day or as much as you can. You know, obviously we've had a lockdown where, you know, some people have completed their novels and sent them out to the world. Apparently agents have been a little bit iffy about those novels that they've read. But yeah, just start at the finish, uh, beginning, finish at the end, put in the graft every single day. You know, I hadn't, uh, nobody else had read my work until I sent this book out to agents. So yeah, basically, and, and you have to know yourself whether something is good enough to send out. You know, you have to develop that thing just by reading a lot. So yeah, read a lot, write a lot, and just have a clear-sighted vision of what the book's about. Wow, no one else had read it. That's amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely. None of my friends, none of my family who were slightly scared about what I might put down in fiction. So that's why, you know, in my dedication, I put, you know, my family who were terrified about what this book would contain. But it's not about them at all. It's about India and it's about corruption, but it's also about the West. It's about lots of things. Yeah. So then I have to ask, what was the hardest part to write? Uh, the hardest part to write was definitely the middle, it was definitely the middle, making sure that all of the threads that were present at the beginning and present at the end kind of wound their ways through and that all the characters were given, you know, a little bit of time to establish themselves and to have relationships with each other and to not get them lost in the kind of maelstrom of India, because that's kind of what I was trying to do with this book. It's hot, it's crowded, you know, there's everything in the air, there's chaos, there's, you know, thrillers, you know, in the air. But I just didn't want the characters to get lost in all of that drama and excitement and spice. I felt like I smelled it the entire time. You wrote that really well. All the different smells. Yeah. Thank you. Rahul, thank you so much for joining me today. I love your book, How to Kidnap the Rich. May you sell many, many copies. Thank you so much.